The year is 2020. A wasteland and a field of ruin have destroyed our mana bases. There is but one solution, one way to save the metagame. Brave souls working for the benefit of us all. Welcome to the Astrolab. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome again to the Astrolab. Uh, I'm Joe. This is Scott. We're we're hanging out. We're going to talk about some magic. What are you uh, doing? Yeah, I, I did. Good. Are you going to buy eBay? Uh, well, <laughs> no, actually, um, I worked a bunch of overtime, and I now have the 295 million save, saved up to buy a TCG player. Oh, okay. That that's can, cool. Can I do that? Sure. Everybody's buying TCG player. Like, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say no. eBay already bought them. They're not yeah. just gonna go and throw the money like that because nah, they those have been great for our our audio only people that are watching the podcast. Yeah, I'm uh uh okay. Wow, it's been a couple weeks. Uh, because it, it, it has. Well, so we uh we recorded, but when before we went on vacation, uh, I went on vacation. I started my new job. Um, so now I'm in the middle of my third week of my new job. Yeah, man, it's been so, a minute. Like, yeah, I mean, all that stuff's been happening for you. I've just been it's been sitting here working. <laughs> it's it's been interesting. Uh, yeah, uh, there's actually a lot to talk about. Um, well, I mean, I just like like on the work front. Like, oh, it's, oh, okay, it's been yeah. it's been interesting. I'm getting interesting. Good, I hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm starting to get kind of. A feel for things. Um, a lot of this is because a lot of this stuff is brand new. Uh, like the the program that I work for is pretty new, as in the go live date of the pro the pro program I work for is was July first. Oh, uh, so uh, because uh, it's basically it's working for Ohio um, for Aetna's Ohio Medicaid program. Cool, uh, and so this this program that they started just basically just started in july wow oh so, yeah everything kind of lined up very interesting so i'm nice. kind of in it's i'm kind of like in on the ground floor yes it's things. always a good place to be for something like that and i feel like i have a little bit of an opportunity to kind of somewhat define my role a little bit mm -hmm. so so that's that's nice uh, I'm, I'm starting to understand things and i have you know I have absolutely no healthcare background, obviously, but like I came from a company that dealt with car dealerships. So uh, it's interesting uh, learning the ins and outs of Medicaid. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's nice so far. I'm, I'm enjoying it. So it's nice being at home. Yeah. Uh, like that's been great. Uh, that part has been pretty, pretty good. Um, awesome. My daughter right. started started school last week. So okay. She, she's in kindergarten. No, <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm totally joking. I Second grade. Where's the time gone? Man? I know, right? I know, but holy crap! So it's been good. She has to walk, uh, so we've been. Oh, I I take the dog in the morning. We walk to school in the morning. That's cool. uh, and then I walk and I go get her in the afternoon, whatnot, and it works out pretty well. Uh, and there's and another. There's good another luck with parent. that in the winter, by the way. <laughs> yeah, well, so there there is another parent. I, I can pick her up like with the car in the winter, but there is another parent that's got a girl that goes to the same school. She is not in the same class, but she's in the same school, and she's 
in the same grade, but they, um, they live just around the corner from us. And so, um, she's offered, uh, you know, on occasion, you know, if I can't make it cause I'm stuck in a meeting or if I'm, you know, on a call with somebody or something like that, then, uh, she can, she can bring them, bring her home. And I'm like, okay, well, that works out. It kind of makes it kind of, kind of easy. So. Wow. You're actually doing all the good adult. How about yeah. That? Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's other than that, things have been going okay. Um, enjoy it every every single second just soak it all got out got out to play some magic at least last friday Wait, what's that uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh i got out to play modern at epic loot and yeah. um played two whole matches of magic the whole night uh so i lost my first two rounds and then my third round opponent didn't show up uh because i think they dropped and went home and just didn't bother to say anything to anybody uh, and, then, and then my fourth round opponent came up to me and said, Hey, um, I knew I need to go eat with my friends. I'm just going to concede to you. I'm like, all right, well, I was looking forward to actually playing some magic, but okay, it's fine. Yeah. Like whatever, man, that that's, I mean, but to be fair, like the, the games that I had were pretty close. Yeah. Uh, so I played against, um, I played against living end, uh, and I had told you my matchups. I just don't remember them all. Uh, oh, it was that blue red like breach like DRC ledger shredder deck or whatnot with Saga and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, neat. Yeah, that, that was that was a fun looking deck. Uh, Using I, breach instead of Merc type. Yeah. So I um I beat him game one with uh, I I managed to land solitary confinement with Riptide Chimera and just kept looping that every turn he was just like yeah i can't beat that uh like at all <laughs> not in game dumb. one not in game one i'm like i'm just i'm totally dead i'm like cool yeah. and um but i i did that and uh i beat uh living in on the back of clothes uh just literally off the back of the single clothes just closed the game out so so fast oh my god uh, and it's just like oh that's cool <laughs> like they gotta but, get to a point where they're cycling like two cards a turn right like three or four turns until they hit their combo right and yeah that's yeah and he got stuck yeah, yeah he got stuck on mana and he got stuck on cards and uh-huh. i just it clothes just devoured uh his his graveyard uh and the Ooh. weirdest thing was he had an opportunity to get rid of it with uh a, a an evoked grief this was game two and i was on he didn't t- he looked at your hand and it was in it. He didn't, t- he, yeah. He took the sphere safety instead, so kind of a misplay on his part, but uh, a little bit, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it, it was it was fine. It was a good, it was, it was fun. I, I got to, I related this to Scott via I am, but I got to sit and watch one of the most glorious batches of magic I've ever witnessed. Uh, and it was a match that went to time. <laughs> Scott's putting up this card in front of the, on the screen that's uh, Emrakul the Promised End. Uh, so one of the guys there, uh, Micah, uh, playing 4C uh, Elementals or whatnot, uh, but he was playing um, an, an, an Emrakul that he promised in, in the in the deck. <laughs> and I got to witness Emrakul get cast twice in a game uh, because his opponent was on blue-white control. And uh, he, he made his opponent cast Jace. And made them bounce his miracle. So gross. It's so gross. And that was the game. And that was the game that went to time. I'm like, I want to do that. That was game two, and that went to time. Uh, Game one, they just like back and forth, back and forth, and 
the blue white player just uh absolutely devoured uh him from every step like it was very it was one of those very like back and forth skillfully played games mm-hmm. to where there was an emmerich resolved in that game and it didn't actually matter wow. the blue white player won anyways huh. <laughs> so yeah it was it was a very good game to watch it was it was so much fun to watch uh so much back and forth um true, true story about mine his his whole his whole deck is altar sleeves Oh, well, yeah, there's that. He, <laughs> he loves crazy altars. Mm-hmm. Um, His whole deck like, is altar sleeves. Yeah, like altar sleeves, altering the cards, altered playmat. Right. Just, just loves it all. Um, when I first met him, our first match, I can't remember what I was. I was probably playing one of my typical decks, right? Uh, He was playing, no joke, Owling. Yeah, that sounds about right. Because that was around the time that... uh. Uh, Jeff Hoogland dressed up in an owl costume at the, an SUG event, trying to play Owling Mine or something like that in a modern... Obligatory uh, fuck at Jeff Hoogland? Oh, wait. <laughs> did I say that out loud? Oh, no, you, I did. You, you said the quiet part. I, I, did, I, did, I did say um, the quiet part out loud. Obligatory also fuck SUG? Oh, wait. <laughs> That's also wow. one I shouldn't say out loud. I Maybe I... Yeah, I don't care anymore. Well, you know, they did kind of back up a little bit and like, yes, master required. Yeah, but they're... Their, their response to that whole thing was garbage. Garbage. Yeah. I, I have no desire to spend money with them anymore. I know. Like, like it, it sucks <laughs> that like one can't go to the event and just browse the vendors. Like there's there's and, and leave. absolutely nothing legacy wise really at um Columbus, anyways. Well, you know why, right? Which is well, that's hilarious because like Columbus is like one of like the better places to have legacy events. Well, there, yeah, there's that. Like, you, like, they did it in Baltimore, and Columbus is kind of right there along with Indianapolis, just right there in the yeah. belt of America, right? Yeah. So it's not like it's difficult to travel to, like, Syracuse. Mm-hmm. You know. And you get all the PA players would come down for... Right. Like, you, you would get them both ways. Well, actually, if you count all three cities, all three ways. Yeah. Um, heck, even having, like, an SCG event in Cleveland and having Legacy would still pull... Yeah, a good chunk of Ohio, PA. Yeah, because there's quite um, a few legacy players that will travel for stuff like that. Right. Well, legacy is viewed by some who collect not not you, but like uh, websites that collect data to present for people to consume or whatever. It's lumped in with old school, uh, pre modern. uh, It's lumped in with those quote eternal formats. So if that's how it's viewed from a community standpoint, well, we're not getting any support, so we'll. Legacy will be competitive eternal. Commander is the casual eternal. If you kind of get my meaning here. So like your other category is your pioneer modern. Yeah. Et cetera. So th- those are the uh, non-rotating uh, formats. Uh, yeah. Find it real quick here. It's generally I, what they're called is non-rotating. Uh, they are tabletop formats, And it's just list them. And then there's your magic arena decks. Yeah, and then I just eternal and old school decks, and I'm like, I just just don't like. I said it's one of those things where I think it doesn't really matter anymore. Uh, that you know they just decided not to do much of a legacy event. But you know what is happening next month of September? That is a legacy event. Uh, I, I think there's um a chicken and a buffalo involved. Yeah, sure. there's a buffalo chicken dip legacy ten happening on the seventeenth. So um looking forward to that i and also uh one of our local stores 
uh, is playing is doing Proxy Legacy. Uh, Mavericks down in Mason. Oh wait, yeah. they're doing proxies. They're they're allowing full proxy. So uh, Scott, there's nothing wrong with it. This is this is the future of legacy. Legacy is the future. Of legacy is in the grass. I I mean, getting a brother printer just hitting print instead of I don't know spending thousands thousands th- spending thousands of dollars on a format that. Well, wait, <laughs> I, nah, you, I, nah, I, fam. I just I I don't like. Like, you have to pay to get into a tournament, and so it, it invalidates all my purchases when I could just no, it doesn't sit here and sit. Uh, hit no, it doesn't. No, that's because you have somebody to play with. That's the problem, right there. Is well, you have that, somebody to play with. On that note, before we start releasing stuff, we're here to talk about something I thought about the other day after talking to someone up at Mavericks here in Kettering. They're not, not directly related, but kind of. I, but anyway, are they? Are they? See, I I couldn't I, I couldn't figure I that one out. They are, if they're not now, they have been owned by the same person. That was Jack. Uh, no, no, he doesn't own Mavericks house. anymore. Really? No, or no, no. He, I don't think he ever did. Someone else did. Oh, the same person owns the GameStop or GameSwap. Or well, that, the, so the GameSwap is now Maverick. Then down there, I'm talking about the yeah, GameSwap and yeah. uh, right down the same shopping center as Maverick and Kettering. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Anyway, so I went into our Maverick and uh, one of the guys there. Uh, was telling me, yeah, I'm. I just play. I have a commander deck now, and he started rounding off all these people that no longer play Magic. They're all younger than us. And I'm like, wait, what? And so I started thinking about, it. I'm like, who's because Warren plays Warcry. Yeah. Same with uh, Ryan Johnson. Right. Uh, so they're, they're big in the Warcry. They have their own podcast. Right. I don't know if uh, uh, Snodgrass does that with them or whatever, because he was also a, a Legacy Death. Yeah. Um, like. All the DM, all the Dayton Magic Club folks, where where are they? It, it seems like the only people left that are playing Magic somewhat regularly, and I'm talking about like non-standard Magic at that, are myself, you, and Adam. Uh, Steve. Well, I don't see him out, but again, he he's, he's like a legacy guy, right? He's been he's been going down for the um on occasion for to the Mavericks events. Oh, on uh, Saturday nights. For yeah. Legacy. Yeah, okay, and then and cool. then um. Uh, well, obviously he had another kid, so like it's yeah. also kind of a thing. So, oh yeah, but, um, no, he he's he's already winning. He's, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, I love Steve. Yeah, um, but um, he um he also he said he made it out to modern actually at Epic Loot one night last week or something like that. Not oh. this past week, but last week when I couldn't make it. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean they they started they got managed to get like a weekly setup. Um, and I think they were only getting like maybe eight people or whatever when it was sanctioned yeah uh they had 14 plus last weekend so yeah but are, are those new six new people to work towards does it matter people? does it really matter they sell cards in the store. they're still gonna buy cards people I are mean, still people if are... it is harshly as far away from cameras so where they can't get in trouble non-sanctioned yeah yeah and, and again I, i'm I'm only like this as far as this point because of the problems. Yeah, and I I understand that, but right. like at the same time, like uh, you know, this is kind of the future of the format. Uh, and honestly, like more legacy players and more legacy events need to embrace it. Coming uh, up in 2024, uh, Legacy Masters, all the cards are blank, and you're given sharpies of each color right. to make your own you know cards. Okay. okay, so at least at that point, you have do have to have some standards. Four hundred dollars a box. Um, Rob's uh, Rob's standards are obviously pretty good 
for the Buffalo chicken dip events. Uh, and they're kind of adopting a similar stance for the Mavericks events of, you know, it has to be clearly, you know, printed slash, you know, art, you know, should have some art, you know, be, that's recognizable, you know, that sort of thing. Um, just because, you know, it has to look like, you know, people can real read it and understand what the card does. Well, uh, I so, that. I mean, it just, and again, I've also been burned by someone playing proxies in modern. Those are not proxies. I, I know, but people view them as proxies. They are counterfeits and that's different. No, However, you want to talk right. about proxies. Did you read the thread about the guy who tried to pass off the magic online art of underground scene oh my God. at an actual 5k sanction? What the fuck? Yeah, I heard about it. <laughs> the, and, take, the takes um, in that thread were absolutely legitimately awful. And I will say this one and the reason well, why. Was this on Reddit? You know, it was on Twitter. Oh, well, okay. That, that so, guess, so yeah. a lot of the, the, the replies in that thread were defending the guy playing the proxy. And here's, um, and here's, here's, okay. So here's apparently how it went is his opponent asked, is that a proxy? And he went, his response was, does it matter? Yeah. And so his opponent called a judge. And well, no, no, his opponent was like, can I see it? And can I see like, it? He said, no. no. And, judge? Judge and, no. Found out, and then it's like, wait a minute. This is the magic. Like, he wasn't even trying to make it look like a, a fake. It right. was literally the magic. It was, it was art that has never been printed in paper ever. And it's just like, okay, now that's hilarious. Now, apparently what I heard was, and um, is that uh, they got a game loss uh, for, uh, I think like, deck list error error, yeah Yeah. which is correct that is the correct fix and they were given the opportunity to fix it the dude actually did go and buy an underground c at the event (laughs) so i just think honestly it boiled down to the fact that the guy just didn't know like i think that was basically what it boiled down to okay so wait was this a he printed the art i I think it was like i think it was like an i think it was like an mpc print or something like that it had an actual thickness to it Okay, so he 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 bought a card from China. No, no, no. He he bought it probably off of Make Playing. Well, yeah, China. Yeah, because I guess that or, is. Or I the, guess I guess Make Playing cards is this. This stuff is printed in China. Or the, or the proxy website that has its address based out of Texas. That for some reason Watsy just hasn't taken it. Well, I mean, they can't take a nuke to Make Playing cards. Well, no, but that's no. That's no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, no, yeah, but yeah. no, not like, not that. Like this this dude is not that. Like. No, no, Legit no, no, no. Counterfeit, but yeah, looks almost real magic. Yeah, no, no. Obviously, like this guy wasn't even trying. But here's the funny part about this. Okay, so when it boils down to it, at the end of the day, if the tournament organizer says this is an unsanctioned event or whatever, and proxies are fine, that's that, that's great. Whatever, you know, get, cool. You know, do what the it's it's up to the tournament organizer to make that distinction. Okay, I do agree with the fact that, and here's here's where people go. I was like, oh well. You know, you're just you're winning on a technicality because you're you're gatekeeping your opponent out of the format because they're they had to resort to using a proxy or whatever. And you're the proxy guy is the the real hero here. And put, like put put a pin in that. I'll get back. To that. No, 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 no. So the the problem with that is is yes, the format's expensive. Yes, proxy events are great for the format, and yes, more of them should happen, like Buffalo Chicken Dip and stuff like that. And that's great. At the same time. If the eternal organizer decides that the event is sanctioned and they say this is a sanctioned event, when you sign up for that event, you have to abide by those rules. 
like that's there's just there there's just there's no going around that you yeah. you should be abiding by their rules yeah no like like if if the organizer says hey this is a sanctioned competitive rel event it's a sanctioned competitive rel event and if you have eight hundred dollars to throw on you see you put in a proxy or uh, excuse was, me, was, a counterfeit in the deck well but see the thing is, is it wasn't even a counterfeit you couldn't even call that a counterfeit it was a proxy because here's the thing a counterfeit is intended to look real this couldn't even pass that test it had thickness though right yeah but it couldn't pass the art test all right fair like that's the thing like you couldn't pass it couldn't pass the art test because it was art that had never been printed in paper right <laughs> it just made me laugh i was just like and I, I was reading this thread and i was expecting it to be like you know oh my opponent had a fake and stuff like that and they got to, i got to the punchline and it's like it was the moto art for <laughs> undergrads and i just died of laughter i just i just wanted to see that judge's face looked at it uh yeah i'm like i would have been like wow that, that would wow. have been going back in time though yeah, you know, to, to, to one of my point, um one of my oh, judge sorry, friends one of my judge friends <laughs> uh was this is the owl city games 5k uh and one of my judge friends uh one of the guys from the legacy pit uh ryan freeberger was there and he was not judging he was playing in the event but he was sitting at the table next to oh no <laughs> so he was just like <laughs> so yeah, yeah. for the grandkids yeah um but no to go back to your point where people say you're gatekeeping people out of the format well Let's go back to the story I just mentioned about Micah. When I first met him a couple of years ago, he was playing Owling at a modern FN. Right. Like, usually people who bring in decks like that or jank brews, they don't stay around. They'll, they'll come in, they'll play, they'll get their butt kicked, they'll be like, I'm, I don't want to put any more form in, into this game, I'll just play with my friends at home. He's been coming out to the stores religiously since. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Joe had a story about him playing a card that's almost $100 now and recall the promise tent. Is it played, really? Yeah. Jesus played, Christ. Because it's played in the four-color Omnath decks. Yeah. Because of, of, quote, demand. So, mm. um, so yeah. So, so that if, if, truly if, is money pile. Yeah. So <laughs> if he's able to go from that to what he's playing now, anybody yeah. out there, if you put... Legacy's just such a different animal in that regard. Uh, so. I, I get it. I get it. it. It takes a lot longer to build a like a modern deck. I get it. yeah, it's just so it. so much different than that. And honestly, like I would rather have people to play with. No, I I understand. I, I, just, I was just hundred percent would rather have people to play with. I, I just I disagree having it in store in, in a store that sells magic cards. Let me be a bit more specific. Rob, Rob's events take place in a store that play uh, that, but. The, the thing about how Rob does it that is a little bit different than how other places do it yeah. is Rob does not rely on the store for any sort of prizing or anything like that. Right. Rob pays the store for space. That is yeah. it. Uh, the, the, it is very clear and, on the and, books. And that, that absolves Watsi out of that whole Yes. Deal. Yes. A, he, it is pretty clear on the books that he is the, the, the tournament organizer. Uh, he pays the store for space. He does not use their judges. He pays for his own judges. Uh, he so pays. For... What, what are the prizes at Mavericks? Sorry. Um, at Mavericks, I'm not sure. I haven't. I think it's store credit. Honestly. Because, so there's store credit involved. There's still some type of something yeah, I, I, similar yeah. to a sanctioned event involved. Yeah, I think it's store credit, which is store credit to me is just like whatever. I know. Like and, that's and that's like free. That's like free money for sure. the store to give out. Like it's not. They're not. They're not making money off an event, anyways, in terms of event fees. 
anyways. Like no nobody is. Even Epic Loot with their pay with their payouts in store credit. Oh my goodness. They're not especially making now. they're well, yeah, especially now, but they're not making money on the no. event itself. P- people are still gonna buy cards. A lot of these players play other formats too. A sure. lot of a lot of legacy players other play other formats, honestly. And I, it's mostly necessity. Yeah, I would just hope that uh there's some encouragement with the community down there that they work towards building their deck in full. And I mean, to, to me... just running out Xerox.deck. To, to, I mean, to me, also, that doesn't matter anymore. Because because sanctioning doesn't matter anymore. It really doesn't. Not, oh. for, not, for, not for legacy. Not oh, for, yeah. le- not for well, legacy or, or vintage. I'll be honest. With uh, the announcement with Dungeons & Dragons, where they're trying to take everybody that plays D, regardless of what it is to play... The current edition, one D and D. Yeah, I know. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Magic eventually tries to do something. Like that. Yeah, I wouldn't. I I think that as a community format, Legacy will continue to endure in that regards. But it's going to take those kinds of people, like Rob and stuff yeah. like that, to keep that community going in that regards. So, yep. Yeah. So anyway. we should talk about other stuff because we, we have. Well, see, we haven't talked for so long. We just yeah. spent about a half hour talking about everything else but yeah, 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 yeah. The, the set's coming out we're, we're getting the full preview of dominaria united that's mm. my dog's barking uh because she that's how excited she is this but set is, is we'll, have, we'll have the full set in at, two days this set is actually pretty cool yeah I, I will give i will give them a lot of props for like a lot of the throwbacks for this set Yep. Uh, and there's a lot of cool cards there's not really a whole lot that i've seen that is great in um like legacy or vintage like i think right now my like is my vintage um list is like maybe like four or five cards and those four or five cards are all kind of iffy i think at best one of those cards is maybe playable uh in in vintage and that's cut down uh, because that card is actually kind of gross i almost put that on my list of cards to talk about yeah just, I, that one a, it's such a strange design it it's yeah it's uh, one black for it's a black for a destroy target creature with total power and toughness five or less yeah that's the uh, part that gets me like i had to read it a couple times yeah total power and toughness so you it, gotta do math. It, it kills things like hull breacher where um like fatal push doesn't right uh and it also cu- kills kills a lot of the other threats in the format like it kills like your ragavans and it kills like your lelias maybe uh without you know it's it's basically just better than fatal push like it's yeah. basically what it boils down to like it, it just it does a much more stuff than than like it kills lavinia um you know that sort of thing so yeah it's just a reasonable card and it looks pretty good for a one mana removal spell um whereas like a lot of those decks were playing fatal push uh and fatal push doesn't take care of everything uh, so like I said, killing Hallbreacher without having to revolt something is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because, uh, Hallbreacher's a three, two. <laughs> so, but, um, so I've got a much bigger list for legacy, but a lot of the cards for legacy don't also don't seem like I'm there's like maybe like three or four cards out of the legacy list that I'm kind of considering are probably going to be good. Um, those, most of those are goblins <laughs> cards. <laughs> uh so uh one of the ones that got spoiled uh there's a there's a there's a cycle of lords in this set uh we don't have the black one yet um we don't i thought we did do we did they release the black one i was trying to see if i could find it it should be zombies 
Oh no, maybe I was thinking of, I was thinking of the of the defiler cycle. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah, no, the, the lords are yeah. all creature types that were originally introduced in Alpha. Yeah, they're uh, like one, one, and whatever the color is. Yeah, so. yeah. Oh I'm no, no, no. Because the, the elf, is, the elf is, is elf on the studio. They're all two mana. Yeah, yeah. But they're um, but they're all based on creature types that are were originally introduced in Alpha. So it's like goblin, soldier, merfolk, uh, elf, and then black is probably zombie. I would say. Yeah, that, that would make sense. Yeah. Because we had like zombie master. And right. All that stuff back in the day. Right. So, but um, they. The, the goblin one is just absolutely absurd like this card is just absolutely busted and it's definitely going to see playing legacy goblins <laughs> it'll probably see playing modern goblins i'm not gonna uh, lie it's it's absolutely ridiculously absurd how good this card is it's probably going to be the first card sold out on opening weekend. yeah i would say so hey, so everybody's so it's it's a rundevelt horton horde master one in a red uh, for a one-one, other goblin create goblins you control get plus one plus one. Here's the real writer of this card: is whenever it or another goblin you control dies, you exile the top card of your library. If it's a goblin creature card, you may cast that card until the end of your next turn. Uh, goblins has a lot of ways to sacrifice cards. Uh, so if you consider cards like Skirk Prospector, Goblin Trashmaster, Pashalik Mons, uh, Sling Gang Lieutenant, these are all. You know, this synergizes really well with Mogwar Marshall because, you know, you don't pay the echo. Yeah. If you have Snoop already in play, it's like, huh, what's next? Right. Yeah. That's the other thing. Yeah. You get and not only that, you get to like the end of your next turn to cast things. So that's just really good. And if you're pushing past like a lander or something like that, you didn't need cool like that's that's totally fine like so yeah and the the critical mass of creatures in those decks like this is definitely like a three to four of in legacy goblins uh there might even be a combo version of legacy goblins based on this card uh this card also fully cements the fact that goblin recruiter is just never getting unbanned in that format Uh, like literally not at all not at all because (laughs) i mean goblin recruiter was already kind of one of those cards that kind of rides Mm. the line of power level in that format yeah and and i i do want to be clear about that like a lot of people will make this argument about goblin recruiter uh goblin recruiter was not banned for time reasons let me say that right now it was not banned because it takes too long because that's what everybody says about it It who's like oh it's just like sensei's divining top it was banned because it takes too long to resolve no that's not why i got banned it got banned because of food chain well first of all you're you took time off work and away from family and you went to whatever city three-day event is or spending hundreds of dollars just on event entries and you're like this takes too long to resolve I got you for 50 minutes. Like, you <laughs> yeah, know, it, let's, it just, let's stop it just, with the whole, it takes too long. Where it, are you, where are you, like Bobcat or like uh, Phil Castley, where else are you going to go? It, like, it, here's, here's the thing. You want to know what the pile for, for Goblin Recruiter looks like now? What's that? Like three cards tops. And it depends on what else is in play. So if you have Snoop already in play, uh, then you go get, uh, it, okay, let's put it this way. If you have Snoop in play, and Snoop does not have haste, then your pile is Torch Courier and Kikiji. So you cast Torch Courier and then give uh, Snoop haste so that Snoop can start copying itself. The other pile is, okay, do I not have Snoop in play? Cast it, Snoop, Torch Courier, Kikijiki. Draw Snoop, cast Snoop, cast Torch Courier, give haste. Yeah, it's that easy. 
like <laughs> and then your Pretty final good. and then your final pile for you know that once you've made all your snip copies is one card you just go get your sling gang and win the game <laughs> so yeah it's yep. but this card makes that so much better and i think it, it's definitely one of those cards that's just absolutely gonna see play and it's absolutely just amazing something to keep in mind um definitely this... definitely good and and modern too oh yeah modern yeah could even see playing pioneer because why not it, yeah you never know it's just a um, really strong card and it's a lord and it's a uh, rare not a yeah mythic. yeah it's a rare oh yeah the whole cycle is rare right yeah plus on top of that people are going to be cracking packs to find uh cards from legend hidden in the boosters in the collector boosters right so <laughs> uh, some number of these more than normal will probably wind up in circulation getting a price down. yeah maybe yeah so. um the Merfolk one is kind of funny. We were talking about this one on the 90s MTG Discord, and this was before the card actually got revealed. And they were like, I wonder what Merfolk could get that would be like pretty good for this deck. Hmm. And I and I said, How about a two mana a one you lord that turns all your Merfolk into curse catchers? And guess what? We got a one you lord that turns all your Merfolk into curse catchers. You call you called it like but it has second but, shot but it has flash that's gross that's insane now here's the thing does this make uh, does this make legacy merfolk? Dalian hex cat hex catcher yeah. yeah does this make does this make legacy merfolk any better no <laughs> no it really doesn't um i it, it 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 doesn't like unfortunately like like legacy merfolk's like current like win rate is like 42 percent uh <laughs> thanks delver yeah it's yeah it's worst matchup is delver uh so yeah no no uh, well and it's like you have to consider how good are you going to be at resolving blue spells uh, in a mono blue deck in a format where people are main decking pyroblast <laughs> like uh, real gross, yeah i don't know <laughs> right or like you know these delver delver decks are so inbred uh, against each other again where they're main decking copies of unholy heat and cutting on bolt because of the fact that unholy heat kills like ledger shredder and elvish reclaimer and possibly knight of the reliquary which are like you know elvish reclaimer and knight of the Reliquary are two cards in one of the decks that is delver's worst matchup which is green white death so <laughs> like when you're also playing cards like unholy heat where like maybe you could push your um you know your merfolks out of you know bolt range or whatnot you know with some lords it's still not going to stop on hold. so like that's the thing like they just they have all this removal and stuff and all this ways of beating you and they play better counter spells yeah and it's just like yeah this doesn't make this any this doesn't make it any better like yeah it maybe makes it to where like you can like blank a removal spell by sacking you know the one that they attack they uh, hit try to hit for sure. a curse catcher effect but that doesn't really do anything right so Plus you're like diminishing your board yeah um, which is not necessarily a good thing in a tribal aggro deck like that right, however right. it might it, be okay in modern uh maybe maybe i was thinking more pioneer it might be okay in pioneer there there's an enchantment from ixalan called deep root waters yeah it's two in a blue whenever you cast a merfolk spell create a one one blue merfolk creature token with hexproof so if that's already on the field you flash in the lord you yeah. get the uh, Merfolk, which is now two, yeah. uh, and then you could sack that if they're tapped out for some spell, like um, like sell the wreckage or something. Yeah. The other thing is, is like to consider is that um, this will be in standard at the same time when Ixalan comes in, 
yes. I think. So that's like a big deal in regards to the fact that Ixalan tends to have a lot of merfolk in it from a tribal perspective because it's one of the primary tribes of the plane. Yep. So, uh, and we'll talk about that part, but it's, yeah, that part's interesting. So I think that's fine. Uh, the elf one is okay. I've had some people have some very hot takes on that card in Legacy, and I I saw already that um, Newton Hang, who was one of the, like, literally, like, the best elf player in the format, <laughs> is pretty much like, yeah, it's not even close. Oh, it's not for legacy now. Yeah, it's just not even close. Like this is just not playable. And I'm just like, okay, I'm uh I'm okay with this. It it is playable. It's it's not more powerful than the cards already existing in the deck. It's it's yeah. Well, because so the, here's the thing, there's two schools of thought in legacy yeah. now with elves. There's two different types of elves decks now. Uh so you have people that are won't give up or just haven't considered to try. A newer version of the deck and those are the people that are still playing nettle sentinel elves sure. which is the more all-in like kind of combo-y version or whatnot does it, does it still perform well it does like it's 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 preferential let's just put it this way it is purely preferential okay uh, and it does it does boil down to what you pro- want to prioritize in in playing a game with the deck and you can definitely play the deck and definitely do some things but you are going to struggle against certain types of certain decks in the format uh like delver honestly i think you you struggle yeah, against everybody struggles against you that. struggle against delver the newer the the versions that newton plays which are the reclaimer elves versions yeah. don't really have as much trouble with delver in that regards because elvish reclaimer is a really good magic card against delver uh because that and again we just talked about what is delver doing to, to combat cards like elvis Lurhammer? They're playing on Holy Heat because they're scared of the of hell out of that card because that card is really strong. You get a couple lands in the graveyard and it's a 3-4. Mm-hmm. And that's absurd. And they can't beat that with Lightning Bolt. So, um, but I, I shared in the Magic Mike's Discord today. Yeah, so their new tech is they're playing uh, four copies of Fiend Artisan. And everybody was like, we're just like, what? And, and uh, Newton's like, <laughs> Newton's like, uh, yeah, um, I've like through his patreon and stuff like that he does content through his patreon mm-hmm. and, and list through his patreon and somebody was like yeah uh so i i, I subscribed to newton's patreon uh i just 5010 with a four four main deck feed artisan version I'm like yeah it looks real good looks really no. absurd <laughs> <laughs> looks really absurd the deck is a little bit more mid-range it's basically yeah. what it boils down to yeah and and i think that's it's a little bit more, a little less loaded on the combo side of things and a little bit more geared towards the mid-rangey portion of so it. So what does it do? Are you just trying to find like a crater hoof through Fiend Artisan or something? Um, They have access to a whole number of things now. They oh, can, okay. you can hit a crater hoof or you can hit like they have questing beasts. They have, uh, they, obviously it lets you search up your oof. Uh, like oh. it lets you cash in something for your for like a collector roof if you need it. Uh, obviously lets you cash in something for a for an Allosaur Shepherd if you need one. Okay, I think so. I think I think that deck wins honestly. If you really want to think about it, like they're like a know, pod slash zenith package type of deck. They're not even playing glimpse in this deck, oh. uh, and it's the it's just because uh, you know you're just not have you don't have enough you know stuff to do with it and oh, yeah that, that's not how that deck operates no no it wants to play you know actually this version isn't even playing recl- oh no it is there's reclaimers yeah i was looking at the list yeah and like yeah you get reclaimer and you get symbiotes and you know 
elvish visionary and shepherd and you don't even have heritage druid like it's not focused on you know the combo it's focused on being a mid-rangey deck that occasionally oops i win because i you know natural order into a creator of behemoth and kill you huh. or our allosaur shepherd in general uh, turns yeah. all turns all your crap into five fives and just goes <laughs> yeah you know so can't block them all right yeah so that's the thing like uh but like it's got yeah it has like some some really reasonable um like silver bullet cards okay. like like endurance and you know collector roof and scavenging use and grist grist is a creature <laughs> <laughs> that oh. fiend artisan can go get so I'll being able to fiend artisan for being able to fiend artisan for a planeswalker it's just absolutely gross i was watching uh who was it um uh, brian coble i was watching one of his videos mm-hmm. i can't i can't remember what he was playing um but i think his opponent went something like that where he had uh fiend artisan play and he's like what's he gonna go get he's like oh he went and got grits um yeah, it's gonna be a tough card to beat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good card. Oh yeah. So yeah, I think I think so. The elf one, the, what 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 makes the elf one, sh- and we'll we'll talk about that is that it's two green, and it's whenever you cast an elf spell, you may pay green, and if you do, draw a card. So it's like a glimpse on a creature. The problem with that is that even I've played enough legacy elves to know that. Legacy Elves is a very mana intensive deck. Mm-hmm. And it sometimes is exceptionally technical with this mana, especially if you're playing. So if you were playing the Nettle version, uh, where you're more all in on the combo, you really have to think about how much mana you have available and how much mana it takes to get to point A to point B to win the game. And sometimes you're pretty much using exactly that much mana. Like there's no wiggle room. Like you're usually and everybody was like, was like, well, they, you know, for a deck that has a card that says tap to add green for each creature you control, it doesn't come up. It's one of those things where it doesn't come up that often where you have so much mana that you have extra mana to spend on stuff. Usually you have just as much mana as you need to win the game. Right. And so it's that's what I mean by it's very tech technical with its mana. And adding on top of that, a, a spell that wants you to pay one more green per per creature's card spell you cast is not that good. Yeah, that's like, like sure. Your first one, you get you'll get an extra card, fine. But that second one, well, now you've spent two green man, which could have went towards more right, creatures, right? Something, yeah. This is probably okay in modern. I would uh, say, I would say maybe. it's a, it's a lord that also draws cards. Um, uh, yeah, because in modern with um, what's that? Uh, what's that card? Unless you look at the top of your library mm, from Caldheim. Yeah. Oh shoot! I'm drawing a blank. I don't know. Why. Realm, Realm Waker. Realm Thank Walker. you. Yes, Realm Walker. Realm Walker. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. with Realm Walker, Heritage Druid, and um, Elvish Arch Druid, you you oftentimes when you're comboing off, uh, you're left with excess mana. Yeah. So sometimes that can be spent to draw past a land or two to keep you going. Yeah. So yeah, I can definitely see that there. Um, heck, I mean, I've mentioned it before when we talked about uh the Goblin Lord and even the Murphy Lord Pioneer. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. One, it, one yeah. Somebody I, is. Yeah, yeah. I guess it depends on which which mana dorks are available in Pioneer. Uh, all of them. Uh, are they now? Well, uh, yeah, we got Elvish Mystic and. Um, oh yeah. Uh, Land or Elves. Land or Elves. Okay. Uh, plus, on top of um, uh, Elvish uh, Warcaller. Yeah. That's one that makes the uh, X makes an Elf one. Another one who's gonna play that and uh, uh, Elvish Clan Caller. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So yeah, the Pioneer Elves uh, deck has at least two lords that are in that. Yeah, and, and it has a way to draw cards. 
Right. Exactly. It's pretty cool. So, yeah. Um, plus, it a collected company, right? Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Hitting a couple of these off collected company seems good. It, it does. I mean, you don't get the when an elf comes into play, draw a card on that tur- on when the you cast that's happening. Yeah, when you cast, but you, you untap and get play the, elves. You get the yeah. Lord effect. Yeah, yeah. Plus, lead stampede is also pioneer. Yeah. So yeah, um, that could be good there. Yeah, um, I, I I can see it. So. The the white one is soldiers, and yeah. I we talked about that main mainly from the pioneer standpoint. Uh, but it, it has an activated ability of three three white white exile valiant veteran from your graveyard. Put a plus one plus one counter on each soldier you control. That's awesome. So obviously, like the problem with that card in like legacy is that uh, the soldier stompy deck in legacy plays suppression field. Oh, um, yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I want to make this cost seven. Just add ancient tombs. Oh wait, you already did. It, it already did. Yeah, this this all that wants. Well, this I want to want this to cost seven, not five. Right. Um. But you know, I, I I keep beating the pioneer horse here. You know, thinking about soldiers. Heck, even in standard right now, Thalia guarding the Thraben. Yeah. Uh, Thalia's lieutenant. Um, I'm sure there's been some other sold other mono white soldiers since. Um, also, uh, Kithian Gideon's uh pre uh spark side. Is yeah. a soldier. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, and then the fact that it has that uh, seasoned pyromancer type of ability where you have an activated ability while it's in the graveyard. Uh, okay, cool. You survived a board wipe. You're back on the attack again. The other board wipe hasn't come yet. Can you finish off your opponent? Uh, I need some more oomph here. Okay, right. one sec. Ah, yeah, so, so good. The the uh, the black one better be hot. Yeah, the black one's probably zombies. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The other one that came up that looks pretty legacy playable is actually Squee. Uh, Squee oh. looks pretty good. Uh, and I, I say that because uh, he will probably be pretty reasonable as uh, an additional rabble effect for uh Red Stompy, uh Moon mm-hmm. Stompy. Just like a couple copies tops. Uh, like maybe like you're able to like shave maybe like a copy or two of um Legion War Moss for this, uh, or find some other cut that makes this card work. But it has haste, like that's the biggest thing. It has haste and it makes a one one, uh, and it's a two two. Uh, but what's really great about it is its secondary ability of being able to be cast from the graveyard. Uh, is that the deck now is basically solely on four copies of Fable and the Mirror Breaker. Uh, and so what happens is, is that chapter two that pitches cards, you're, you're able to convert dead cards into casting squee if he dies. Uh, so that really helps a lot for that. But yeah, so I think that card will see play. Uh, th- there's another card that people have been, I've had people like have like incredibly hot takes about, uh, and that's uh, Karn's Silex. Uh, I don't think the card's any good at all. Like it's it's okay, but it's not like, fantastic like uh is, is this the void mirror of the set yes yes yeah, the void mirror of the set <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure it is um i like don't get me wrong like void mirror can do some work uh i kind of look at void mirror as like a budget yeah um, it's it's um but yeah i'm looking at this current uh silex yeah, with a three three mana legendary artifact enters battlefield tap players can't pay life to cast spells or to activate abilities that aren't mana built so fetch lane. Fetch lands, uh, yeah. walker ability, stuff like that. Uh, uh, well, no, um, th- you just can't pay life for things. 
can't pay life to cast spells. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, you just how, can't pay how life it's separated. Yeah, yeah, it's confusing. Okay. You can't yeah. pay life uh, for things, so like right. you can't cast force of will. Uh, Phyrexian spells. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um yeah. Citadel. Right. Yeah, you pay X, tap, exile the Silex, so it's gone. Well, Karn, uh, Great Creator. Yeah. Uh, destroy each non-land permanent with mana value X or less. Activate only as a sorcery. So, it, it's a worse... Um, it's like a pernicious deed. Yeah, it's a worse deed. Actually, actually, I think it's a worse engineered explosives. Yeah, like I, I, I think the thing is, is like enters and enters tapped. So if you're casting it for the deed effect, then it's really slow, and there's a chance they have to answer it. Right. Um. And like, whereas like EE, you can you know wish for EE and cast EE probably in the same turn, and probably activate EE in the same turn. Yeah, depending on uh, targeting. Right. Right. Usually, yeah. I mean, usually you can be like, okay, well, I'm going to cast EE for zero or whatever. And, you know, because I'm playing against Saga, you know, deck, you know, that opposing Saga deck that I want to blow up their constructs or something like that. Right. But, um, like, the biggest thing that people are honing in on is the prison half of this card, I think. And it just doesn't seem that good. Like, it seems exactly good on, like, Void Mirror. Turn one on the play. That's it. You know, that's because... You know, if you're if you're on the draw and your opponent goes, well, you know, cast, you know, your or you know, crack crack a fetch, you know, but you play this on the draw, they're gonna be like, all right, we'll brainstorm, you know, fact force it, you know, you know, that's the thing. Yeah, I think I think there's other cards that do similar better things that are harder to deal with, um, that also impact other spells they play. So like yeah, if your opponent has a handful of fetch lands, yeah, they're kind of stuck. Sure. Like, if your opponent has a whole land of fetch lands, you play Transphere, they're still kind of stuck because they have means they have to say, wait several turns to be able to do anything. Right. Honestly, I'd rather cast Chalice of the Void for one and a half. Or, or, uh, tra- or Transphere. <laughs> or, or, or Transphere. Tra- transphere, yeah. Actual, like, actual three ball. Right, um, yeah. Card's great. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. There's so many other things I'd rather do with the other. The other thing about this card is that there you want to. This doesn't stop things like Force of Vigor, and this is where my prying up for this card in vintages because people are like, "Oh, well, this is a workshop card. You can you can pay cost three mana. You can cast this off a workshop." And I'm like, "Yeah, but it's not good, right? Because uh, the more you look at it, you go, well, sure. That means they can't. You're going to cast this exactly against the Bolas Citadel deck, first of all." That's that's where it, it it this is not a main deck card. If you were to have it in your deck, you're only going to be playing it for the prison standpoint in shops because you don't want to blow up your moxin and you don't want to blow up all your other stuff. Uh, so like you have permanence in play, you don't want to blow up your lock pieces with it because if you're doing that, something's gone wrong, right. really wrong. And the other thing is, um, it doesn't stop force effect. Uh, it doesn't stop force and negation. Uh, it doesn't no. like like it doesn't stop solitude. It doesn't stop endurance. Like it doesn't stop any of these cards that are subtle, you know, right? Or or fury, right? You know? So like, okay, cool. Well, or I could play Trinisphere, and you know, under this, if my opponent has a here's the other thing in like Legacy, you cast this, and your opponent goes turn one Ancient Tomb Mox Chrome Mox, uh, you know, um, uh, Goblet Rabble Master, sure. Whereas if you went turn one Trinisphere, your opponent's going, uh, well, I'm going to play this turn one Ancient Tomb maybe and do nothing. Right. Yeah, they're doing and, nothing for some and, and, the, and then gives you a turn to do something. Or your opponent goes, you play turn one Trinisphere and your opponent goes turn one Planes Pass because they're on DNT. 
Yeah. Or you play this against turn or against DNT, they're going to go <laughs> turn one, you know, Aether Vile, right. you know, or turn one, you know, uh, Wasteland your ancient tomb, you know, right. you know, ha ha ha, got you, you but know. I, I think this card was designed with Karn the Great Crater in mind. Possibly. As having a this in the sideboard. Cool, you can go get it. You exile it. Cool, you can get it back with Karn. I have also like, heard. The, the possibility that this is designed for a standard that is coming soon because we will be getting actual factual Phyrexian mana in oh, oh, the Phyrexia sure. set. Yeah, because yeah, they, they've been dripping the Phyrexian symbol uh, on Planeswalkers that have been created. Mm. Um, That's but, true, too. But yeah, with this... Um, I forgot, we do already have one in the set, too. In the in yeah. in, in, the, in this set and in um, Kamigawa. Yeah. As we've got Tymeo and now we've got a Johnny. So, yeah, it stops those. Like, th- this Karn Silex has been punished three times. It's punished by coming into play tapped. Mm. It's punished by exiling when you activate. But the third punishment, which wasn't needed, and if they ever decide to alchemy this card, I can see it going away, is activating when it's a sorcery. Yeah. Because yeah. if it's already coming into play tapped, cool. Let let them untap with it, and if they want to activate it in speed, like if they would have gotten rid of that last part and activate only as a sorcery, it would have been okay. Right. It, it, we wouldn't have been making, it would have been just, eh. It's right. a, it'd be a, a, a deed or a EE for Pioneer. Cool. Congrats. You did it. Right. You know. So I, I would like to also say that from a commander standpoint, mm-hmm. Joda is like the coolest card. Card is stupid. In it's great. And somebody pointed out too that um, we, we ascertained that uh, because it's not actually Cascade. Mm-hmm. Even though it looks like Cascade, uh, it works with Valky slash Tybalt, to where you can Cascade into Valky and then cast Tybalt. So, sweet. Or um, Eska, and let you cast the other side, the Prismatic Bridge. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, pretty neat. But other than that, like, there's a lot of really cool cards. The Commander decks look kind of interesting. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on in this set. Obviously, like Scott put in there, everything is kicker. Yeah, everything is indeed kicker. There's a lot of kicker in this set, um, which is cool because I mean we're on Dominaria, so yeah, we're kicker back. Yeah, and it's like um, uh, how someone put it? It's like a a multi multi kicker or mm-hmm. something because it used to be back uh, during what invasion I think uh, first introduction of what eventually became the wedge cycle, uh, where you would kick with a, a you would have a blue card and you kick with either white or red. But right. now you can spend white and or red for a right, right. um, multi-multi-kicker card. Right. And the effects multiply. For example, like one of the cards that I want to talk about uh, was a uh, uh, called Stronghold Arena. Uh, it was an enchantment that is one in a black. Uh, you can pay either green or white. You can ask this card as far as the, the kicker cost. If you, When you cast this card, if you kick it, uh, you gain three life for each time it was kicked. This is where we're talking about the whole... Right. Kind of multi-kicker. So if you pay uh, a green, a white, one of anything else, and a black, this comes into play, you gain six life. Right. Now, whenever one or more creatures you control deal combat damage to a player, you may reveal the top card of your library, put it in your hand. If you do, you lose life equal to its... Turns everything this, into a bob. Yeah, this is the closest we've come to Dark Confidant. Right. Uh, since Dark Confidant. And right. With its kicker, say you play in modern, say you play Tarmogoyf turn two, kick this on turn three, you gain three life. So that kind of helps against your aggro and burn mat. You attack with your Goyf, and maybe you get through, boom, now you can draw a card. 
Right. Speaking of powerful cards that are in the set, yeah. uh, we we get a reprint in the set of one of <laughs> the one of I, I the more popular. I can't believe they put Phyrexian Rager no, in this set, Joe. No. Uh, Liliana, the veil. Liliana. I'm glad to see Frexy, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah Liliana, the veil. Wow, and that art is gorgeous. So like, it's, two, it's absolutely gorgeous art. Two days prior, I, I think there was buzz on the. Are they going to put Liliana the veil? And then suddenly, like this art was here. Yeah, and people were like, oh, what could this be? And like, it, it cut off like the text box or whatever. <clears> like, <throat> is that three or five? And it's done. The Box is too small to have four abilities. This has to be Veil. Uh, I think right. uh, Pleasant Kenobi, I call these. Like, they're literally going to put Lily on the Veil into the set, like, planning to release them. Yeah. They axed that because, oh, this is too powerful with uh, uh, the devotion. Yeah. Um, but now it's like, she's back. And she's in Pioneer. And it took me like three or four times uh, on the announcement that she was released to buy an extra playset so I can have it for Pioneer. Right. Uh, I, I mean, hope you they, bought. I hope you bought specifically this version. No, no. Uh, oh, gee. Uh, I, I would buy. I would say the other thing I was. I was going to play it for. I would buy specifically this version. Because like, I like e this art. E even the um, the the special art versions. It's not really borderless. I, I would call it the uh, the the whitening. It's kind of like she's got some zombies with her. That's kind of cool. Um, it almost makes up for the fact that Karn Living Legacy is an awful planeswalker. Oh my god, we'll get to that. In yeah, um, we, we really won't because I don't think we need to talk about that card. Well, I, I just want to touch on it, but um, touching on yeah. one thing with you it turns into seven things, Scott. So no, I I understand, but no, like I am so amped for this card. Not only that, but take a look at like all the cards in modern, at least H two. Really, um, like we kind of have that on arena. Okay, like we we kind of have that on arena. Like you have Tarmogoyf, Liliana, Season Pyromancer, Surf, Thoughts Inquisition, Kozilek, Fatal Part, Assassin's Trophy, Maelstrom. Uh, just on and on, almost all of uh, uh, Clothis, uh, we have almost all of Modern Jund, at least before Modern Horizons 2, available on Arena. Why, why don't they just put Modern on? That's what I want to know. And, you know, stay tuned to the end of the show, so when uh, we tell you how to contact us, maybe you can tell us why. Or maybe you agree with me or disagree with me, whatever. Uh, but, yeah, a little down a bit. God, I can't, I can't believe they started with this card. Uh, I mean, all the previews have kind of been I don't want to say deflating, but I don't think they've reached this level of hype. Uh, you know, that, that's the one problem with starting off with something like Out of the Veil. It's like everybody's super excited because they already know the card, and then all these other cards are new, uh, so it doesn't reach that reach that same hype level. What are we deflating? Uh, well, you know how. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I had to walk away for a second. No, so. no, yeah, no. yeah. You're, you're you're fine. You're fine. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we we almost have all of Modern Gen on Arena, so let's just put Modern on Arena. Why not? My um, my dog my dog barks at my daughter because she's not asleep. Wow, what a bad. That's kind of that's kind of awesome. <laughs> he he will he will literally sit there and bark because she's not asleep. It's like uh, yeah, and she's uh, see she's still not asleep, so she needs to go to yeah, bed. Right, <laughs> human said go to sleep, child. Right, right, bark 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 bark. Okay, so he, he's back. Uh, oh, there was another reprint. Uh, Dragonwell. <laughs> so that that was kind of cool. Um, but anyway, one thing about. Karn living legacy is that he sucks living weapon or is that he sucks legacy. i i think what they intended to do plus ability where you make essentially a was it a power stone yes yeah you make a power stone token but it comes into play tap i think what their original design was, you plus it a bunch of times and then minus for your 
finisher spell or whatever by using those tokens that he made. Yeah. That, that, that's my only thought on that. Yeah. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. Um, want to circle back to uh, Al Source Shepherd real quick. Cause remember when that card came out and how expensive it, it was? Yeah. How much do you think it is now for the original Jumpstart? It got reprinted, so it should well, yeah. it should have gone down a little bit. It got reprinted uh, Double Master, so 30, Double Master 2022. 30 bucks. Yeah, $30. Yeah. yeah. 30 Re- Reasonable. Look at that. You, you yeah. reprint it once, and the price just kaboomed. Right. Um, Good job with I do want to say that um, I am actually going to go to a pre-release. Huh? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get out to Epic Loot on the second uh, for the pre-release because the other thing that they're doing with this set, um, and this is something that's gonna happen throughout the year. We kind of got this like kind of talked about this a little bit, but um, they're doing these promo foils at the pre-releases, uh, and one of the promo foils for uh, and they're basically it's to celebrate 30 years of magic, and they're doing these every year promo foils yeah so they have like sarah angel and um ball lightning but there's a uh german um uh finhorn elves ah. um and i want that for my cube so so if you if you had it for your cube would you then alter a vehicle you put in your cube to be a volkswagen no i don't think i have any vehicles in my cube is that way your german finhorn elf could pilot the volkswagen? oh actually i lied there is one I have a funeral longboat in my cube. Oh, see, there you go. <laughs> um, but far, um, uh, call it far from living. Yeah. Uh, I also need what else in there? There's so that there's that. There's the set that's coming from uh, Brothers War is a uh, Wall of Roots, which I need one of those. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Wall of Roots. I don't uh, Wood Elves. I don't have Wood Elves in my cube. Uh. And Windfall is the other one. And that takes us up through 1998 because uh, there, it's one from every year of Magic. Uh, and so that's what they're doing. Yeah, they're doing these 30th anniversary promos. So like Sarah Angel's 1993, 1994 is Ball Lightning, 1995 is Finhorn Elves, 96 is Wall of Roots, 97 is Wood Elves, 98 is Windfall. And then apparently 99, which is one that didn't show up in a lot of places, but it is a Japanese loyal retainers. Oh. Uh, which is kind of cool looking. So, but that's 98. Um, so yeah, that's kind of that's kind of cool. I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, I'm really I'm actually kind of looking forward to doing a pre-release. It's been a while. Yeah, so. thing that, that's cool. Is there's another reprint that's coming not only in this set, but also the Brothers War. And your boy called it. Which what? The Pain oh, Lands. the Painlands, Painlands, yes. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, we get six of them now and uh probably the other four in brothers war yeah and yeah i have a feeling that they'll do things like that going forward when they have mm-hmm. a cycle lands that they want here's 10 of this like they did with last year with uh the pathways and uh crimson Vow and and yeah with the pathway yeah yeah all right um, so let's 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 shift a little bit from dominaria although we are gonna okay. shift we're we shifting to the future we're going to shift to talking about some of the stuff that got announced at the Wizard Percents thing. There was a lot. There was a and lot. Then, before we do that, though, I do want to mention that as much as they've tried to marry D&D Magic, the sets they released, and especially with this event where they presented not only just Magic stuff, but D&D stuff, stuff coming out, there were videos of content creators for Magic or D&D. They were 
were watching it and had a live stream going. And when it came to the thing that they weren't there or should then, it's like, sorry, uh, no offense, but I don't care about that. Right. Minimized it, turned it off or whatever. So as hard into the paint as Wizards tries to go to make sure that if you're playing any game, you're playing our games. Like, that just seems to be kind of the vibe lately. It's not working. We're picking our lanes and staying in it. Yeah. Not, not that there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying that maybe they should take a hand. It's so hard. It's good people, good product. Yeah, I I I liked how they kind of tried to like mix and match things in that mm-hmm. video. I thought that was kind of nice. They did kind of go back and forth. Yeah, that uh, cool. and that like and that, that was too. that was cool. Like I think that was neat. Um, but I um yeah. So let's talk about what's coming next. Uh, so sure. what's there's a lot. So we get the Brothers War coming next, uh, which is the after the the set in uh. The, in November here, uh, so that's that'll be in November. Um, there'll be one, there'll be pre-releases for that at Magic Thirty in Vegas, right? Yes, yes, yeah. So that's kind of dope. Yes, one of the things um, that is important to note about this is that we finally have an understanding of why we're doing the Brothers War, because that was one of the things that kept coming up was like, well, this is weird. Why are we doing? Why are we doing a set based on the Brothers War? And at the time we got it, we were like, when we first got the announcement for that, we were like, oh, this is, that's cool. Like, mm-hmm. neat. Like, we're going to go back and look at Urza and Mishra and the Brothers War. Magic's 30th anniversary. Right, right, right. Revisiting a story that was never right. told in the cards properly. Right. Very cool. We get it. Right, right. But then gears started to shift in my head as to like, okay, wait a minute. This has to tie somewhere into the main storyline. Like, and I'm like, they don't just do sets like this without tying into the main storyline. Not in the standard. Yes. No. And it does. Uh, it absolutely does. Uh, so um, what we find at the end of um, Dominaria United storyline is obviously we find out that a Johnny has been asleep, is a, is a, is a sleeper agent. He is a, he is, has been completed by Phyrexia. Uh, who, who did it? Like, um, it's implied to be Shieldred. Okay. Because yeah. I mean, we know Tamia was complete acted by was it Tesseret or uh, uh Jingataxius. Jingataxius. Okay. Yes. It was it's implied to be Shieldred. Yeah. Uh and it's been implied that there is a section of the storyline where a Johnny is um separated from the group because he's had he's trying to save uh Danitha's father Aaron Capuchin uh from the Phyrexians and it's implied that they're both captured and he's completed during that time and then reintegrated back into the coalition. Um, so it happens pretty quickly in, um, in the story. I'm still sad. Yeah, yeah, poor Catman. Um, Ajani uh, not only manages to destroy the Silex, uh, but he kills Jaya Ballard. Uh, yeah. press, F, press F for Jaya, because wow. Um, but yeah, he kills Jaya, he crushes the Silex, uh, and then um, Shieldred kidnaps Karn. So Karn is now a prisoner of Phyrexia. Again. Again, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so, do you remember Transformers the movie? Ye, which one? <laughs> uh, there, in my mind, there's only one. Okay, the animated the, one, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. So, uh, for our viewers at home, um, when that movie was made, in mind that scripting for that movie started, I believe, before even the More Than Meets the Eye miniseries, like the beginnings of the Transformers cartoon launched. That's how popular the toy line. So they didn't understand the impact characters had because the movie wasn't in script. It was being written. So by the time that the movie was released, at that point, they're like, oh, we shouldn't have done the things we did in the movie because 
there was attachment to these characters. Kids were going out buying specific toys. Sure, they were buying everything, but maybe if a kid's favorite character was Wheeljack, they were going to buy Wheeljack or Jazz or Optimus Prime, what have you, right? So Hasbro looked at that as like, huh, we're going to have all these characters. We're going to introduce new ones. And in order to make room for the new ones, we're going to kill off the old one. Right. Here in Magic the Gathering in the year 2022, we have Tormers the Movie where we're killing off, completing whatever Planeswalkers to make room for uh, Planeswalkers in those uh, color combinations. Like, for instance, we haven't had a Chandra. Well, we had a Chandra last. Uh, Yeah, Midnight Hunt. Yeah, but we haven't really had a Chandra within the Gatewatch type of... Sorry, Crimson Vow. Yeah, we haven't had Chandra traveling with Jace and all them type of Chandra. So you get rid of Jai Ballard. Um, you make room for more Chandra's, you get rid of Cameo, uh, you make room for something like, I don't know, Oko. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, obviously, the Brothers Wars are going to come out, so we're going back in time. Who knows if some of those characters that were pre-mending walkers will have, like, actual Planeswalker cards, so that'll be interesting. And then the next sets, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens going forward. Maybe we'll get a Phyrexian character or villain that hasn't already been a planeswalker previous to being completed and we'll get like a actual like legendary phyrexian planeswalker type of card i don't know we'll, we'll see so yeah brothers war i don't know what you talked about while i was gone well <laughs> so uh like like i was mentioning you have all these characters that are dying it opens up spots maybe they can bring in oko when we go to eldraine dear, dear god please don't well no oh. but <laughs> in oko that will not break not, things not break things not not make black lotus be able to attack <laughs> right um, okay so <laughs> where where i was going with yeah okay so the, this is the end of the dominaria story sure at the end of the story to fairies like look i got I, you know I, we put together this plan this 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 plan got got put together uh, i thought it was just part of a plan 12 percent of a 12 percent of a plan yeah possibly um <laughs> let's see if i can find this where is the story at where is episode five at? That was so odd. Did it get deleted? No. Here it is. Episode five. Okay. A whisper in the wind. Um, so basically Teferi's like, look, um, you know, the Silex is gone. Uh, you know, all this stuff has happened. But um because there were these drawings and like the tablet and like the tablet's gone that kind of described it there were all these drawings that Karn had made that had kind of detailed what the silex uh did or whatever um and they kind of had hadn't figured out how to make it work yet right uh but they knew they knew and so apparently sahili was instrumental in in being able to make a replica of the silex huh she made her own. It only lasts till the end of the turn, though. Yeah, well, but they don't know how it works. It and, has haste. But well, so they don't know how it works. Right. So, but they knew that at some point in the past, it had been fired because Urza used it. So Teferi is now going full on Avengers Endgame and going back into the past. Oh, boy. And that's where we hit the Brothers War is so, because Teferi is going back to find out how Urza activated the Silex so that he could bring that knowledge back to be able to use the replica that Sihili created. So Teferi, who's a student of Urza, is going back in time to meet his mentor when his mentor was younger than when he first met him. Yes. 
Also, now, his also his mentor was uh, not a planeswalker yet at this point. That's the other thing I was wondering: Are we going to get because before Lorwyn, planeswalkers were just legendary creatures? Right. Are we going to get planeswalker version of pre-mending planeswalker? I don't know. We'll we'll see. Uh, it'll be interesting how that story unfolds, and also from a card design standpoint, because Watsi can't design a standard set without planeswalkers. Um, we'll already have a Teferi, so there won't. Actually, do we have a Teferi in Dominary United? I don't remember no, seeing one. No, there isn't one. So if there isn't one, maybe Brothers War will have Teferi as the only Planeswalker card. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I don't know. Maybe they can have Brothers War just have Teferi as the only Planeswalker card and the rest are legendary. That would be interesting. Yeah. That would be that would be very different. You can um, get back to the 3-1-1 model. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, when we, when we had quote-unquote blocks. Right. It's um, interesting. Yeah. I don't know what they'll do. It'll be, it'll be an interesting set. Um, but well, so, yeah, so we're doing that. That's, that's coming. Um, pre-releases like, like November 11th to 17th. Um, so that's cool. Um, and then 2023, yeah. um, we are going back to Phyrexia. Here come the line, uh, fast lanes. Yep. Phyrexia all will be one. And this is we're continuing the the storyline of Phyrexia uh, in regards to how this set is how this story arc is setting up. Basically, we've been building to this for a while. We're headed into that that storyline mm-hmm. very deeply at this point. I and then wonder, I kind of wonder right. if we will get like an actual Phyrexian, not someone who wasn't Phyrexian but then wound up being completed. But if we get an actual Phyrexian. On a planeswalker card, uh, I don't know because they can't. They, they, I don't know that they have figured out how to hold sparks themselves, but yeah. they can complete sparks now. Yeah. However, now we after that uh, in the second quarter of 2023, we are going to March of the Machine, which is yeah. the, the conclusion of the um, the the entire uh, thing. And apparently, there's supposed to be a very big uh set up to this that is going to change some things about um magic in general mm-hmm. uh and i think a big part of that is storyline stuff uh and what i kind of end up fervently believing is that it's going to change the nature of planeswalking a little bit uh a little oh. bit further more than the mending did uh and i think it's going to open planar travel a little bit more uh, and I, I have my thoughts on how that's going to happen. I think that there's there's some things that we don't know yet from the from the story because the it had it hasn't been revealed in places other than the um, magic visual guide that had a lot of spoilers in it. Oh yeah, and I think that part that's part of it. Um, beyond that, there's a small set that is apparently completely different than anything they've ever done before. Uh, that oh, is called. You, you mean this isn't just cold snap again? No, yeah, I think I don't know. I'm not really sure how to feel about this one. So it's March of the Machine, the aftermath, and it's just right. like the the epilogue because kind of like tying up loose ends. Which I I get it from a story perspective. You yeah, know, like it's weird you know, sounding. Something big happens, and it's like, but but then what? You know, is right, really the right response. Right. I feel and like they, they I feel like they could have done that. They should have done that with War of the Spark absolutely and they didn't so yeah i think that's probably what this is like a um probably a lesson learned from war of the spark from a story perspective um and then 
as the palate cleanser, and I like I like this. This is the palate cleanser. <laughs> uh, we are going back to Eldraine in third quarter of 2023. Because uh, after you have a big war, you just go to Eldraine. It yeah, the last yeah, time, right? yeah, it did, yeah, it did, yeah. So, I, and I actually think I like this because it does. It is a nice palate cleanser. Mm-hmm. Eldraine is a pretty cool plane. Uh, like in terms of flavor, pure flavor, Eldraine is pretty cool. Like we can just remember, obviously, the fact that Eldraine was full of like super busted magic cards that had a far-reaching uh, impact on like tons of sets because Jesus, you know, so many cards from that that set got banned, and yet there were still a million cards in that set that were still really good. Yeah, I um, totally forget about uh, Firesman. That is legal and pioneer. And it was a, uh, and there's actually a deck around that too. So mm-hmm. it looks pretty cool. Um, and then we're going back to Ixalan in the fourth ca- uh, quarter of 2023. And it sounds like we're going to be focused more there on like a kind of like an underground, like, like I want to say like journey to the center of the earth kind of like style adventure, cool. which is kind of like, okay, well, cause it's called the lost caverns of Ixalan. Uh, right. so, so it kind of sounds like, yeah, it's going to be like that journey to the center of the earth kind of like style, like big adventure kind of thing. So that's cool. Um, looks, looks neat. So that's, that's, that's through, that's all the standard stuff for next year. Uh, and that, that's okay. So that's some of that stuff's cool. Some of the stuff that's coming us non-standard, really cooler. Uh, well, actually, before we get to that, no. let's, think, let's think about this for a minute, right? We have in just 20, uh, 2023, we have, uh, Frexia. Uh, March of the Machine, the Aftermath set. Uh, yeah, it's it's five standard sets, right. but I, five, I don't five standard sets any year when we when they did the whole uh, schedule change with, with Midnight Hunt and Crimson Bell, having those released the end of 2021. Uh, I'm like, huh, why would they do that? Are we in how standard is rotating? Are we going to have five sets before rotation? Oh no, that blah blah blah. No no. Hmm. I don't think I don't I don't think that this calls it. I think that the the very special nature that you, you, you I don't think you can call that till next year. That, that aftermath set that is Cold Snap 2.0. When they released Cold Snap, it was a test to see if they consistently do four sets a year because in the before time you only had a core set every other year, so you have four sets, three sets, and then four sets and so forth. So Wizards use that like, can we do a force and not? stress the whole production yeah i don't know i don't i don't i don't think so Uh, yeah i mean just like the time shifted cards in time spiral were the mythic tests you know that turned out i don't i don't i don't yeah i don't know i I don't think you can accurately call that until next year and see what happens but i because i think until we know what march of the machines aftermath looks like i think that's gonna be the, the kicker is like what does this look like what does it really look like so um, one of the things I'm really more excited about for next year, uh, and well, we'll talk about the thing that I'm actually excited for but in a little bit here, but but uh, Dominaria remastered. Uh, so this is cool. Uh, it's like 27 different sets or whatever that this thing pulls from. It's a reprint set, uh, but it's basically like all sorts of cards from across Dominaria's history. Awesome, and it's pretty cool. Yeah, and it, it, uh, it's not just the previous dominaria standard no it's all uh, pretty much a celebration of- yeah it goes way back it's like 27 sets worth of cards that they're pulling from goes all the uh, way back to legend yeah yep uh so this gives us a force of world reprint uh and not just a force of world reprint a force of world reprint where there's one of the 
there are borderless frames and there's retro frames in this set. And we get our first retro frame, uh, forceful reprint in like literally forever. And completely new art. And completely new art. Donato Giancola, man, it looks so good. It looks so good. And uh, Richard Kane Ferguson's borderless version looks really, really some amazing. Because Richard Kane Ferguson is Richard Kane Ferguson. Oh like, <laughs> His yeah. art is just incredible. Uh, of all the magic artists that are out, like, I, obviously there are cards that are, there's something better I can put in this. Whatever, mm. right? But when you look at a Richard Kane Ferguson, oh, I know. As, I don't know. Price of Progress, Pillage. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I, I have to find a deck for this card. Yeah. Because it's, it's a, so cool. Yeah, his art is just absolutely stellar. Like oh, it's so God. so fun to want to look to look at his art. It's so I good. Needed, I don't know if he's done one, but I need an RKF secret layer. Oh just, yeah. Just so I can look at it. I, I hope that I hope I hope that they do that eventually. Yeah. I do they hope have that. more more of those. Yes. Um but yeah, so and like also like one of the cards I was also seeing that, that they spoiled was Arborea. Uh, which is kind of cool, and that looks like it's got some neat art. But January, right? Uh, releases in twenty twenty three. Doesn't actually say. I think yeah. that been something like that. Maybe, maybe, yeah. So, uh, the key art that they sh- that they showed, uh, there, uh, is like looks like the Weatherlight and the Legacy artifacts and something like. I was like, oh, and Yogmoth, and it's very clearly this Legacy weapon. Like it very clearly, like we said, but by Ryan Pankhost, and man, looks good. Like, um, so then we got more information on universes beyond. Uh, so we have some more information on Lord of the Rings, uh, which we get to see, get to see a bunch of art. Apparently, there's a card, like a set of cards. I'm not sure how this works. There's a like like each card is like a borderless card that that oh, yeah. put together to make like the whole scene. Yeah, that uh, that's cool. Like, like I, that's, I don't know if like that's well, I, I guess it would be on the front because it'd be right. silly from print the art on like that right. on the back. But right. yeah, that's kind of cool if you wanted to collect it like that or yeah or, or get it framed. Or it reminds me of this going in the Wayback Machine. So bear with me. So back in the day, uh, the Donruss Card Company produced a baseball card set mm-hmm. and within were uh puzzle pieces that uh you could put together to make a essentially a, a picture uh right uh, some art or whatever of a former baseball player so there's that uh there's also the marvel uh i think it was skybox clear me but the marvel cards from the early 90s uh sometimes they would depict teams you, you would have like the uh gold team the danger room and you would get each of the cards and put them together like that. But yeah, this, this is taking that to another level. That is, yeah. So yeah, um, other than that, like they didn't really go too deep into... No, it's too early for that. Yeah, too early. Um, they did share some key art from uh, Warhammer 40k. Right, which uh, is what, uh, we're almost a month away from that set, I think? Yeah, and... So we should be starting to see some soon, but they did share that each of the decks has like its own custom themed soul ring, which is pretty cool, which is based on the various, the the factions for each of the commander decks. So that's, that's fine. I know nothing about 40k, but like the art looks pretty sweet. Sounds like, and there's like three secret layers too that are coming with that. I'm Uh, sure a secret layer was probably announced during the recording. Probably, (laughs) but Let's get to the real, the real meat of universes beyond. Doctor fucking who? I yes, cried. I was hilariously, uh, hilariously enough. I cried. 
I am currently still in the middle of my rewatch. Oh, that's fair. I was watching, I had just started that week, Jody's run. Okay. Uh, so I had finished Capaldi, started Jody's run. And you was, survived? Was, oh, well, I'm still in the middle of Jody's run. I'm actually in the last episode. No, I, I mean, like, getting through Capaldi's run. Oh, I actually like Capaldi. I, I, I do, too. It just, I actually really like and Capaldi. I think we discussed this before. It's just that his run, I think, would have been better as a novelization as opposed to a he's television ve- show. He's very intense. Oh, yeah. I, I think I like that fun. about him. Um, and I d- didn't mind. Um, I think what made pal- Capaldi very palatable for most of the part was the, that for most of his run, he was with Clara. Yeah. And Clara's just like the best companion. Like, she's just so cool. Um, but um, I didn't actually mind Bill, uh, Bill Potts. I didn't actually mind her too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was actually pretty good. I actually really liked her by the end of the season. I was like, okay, she's interesting enough. Um, and um, Matt Lucas is Nardole. Nardole was tons of fun in the, in that last season for Capaldi. Like that was just absolutely super fun. And his final episode with um the guy that played that was in Harry Potter that plays William Hartnell's version of the Doctor. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, he, yeah. That was a that was a stellar episode. Uh, so I I was pretty thrilled. But yes, we are getting uh four Commander decks, Secret Lair, um, collector yeah, boosters, collector boosters. Uh, the art is just absolutely stellar. Uh, they captured, they captured my doctor, uh, just absolutely perfectly. There were they some of the key art that they showed, uh, you know, was of uh, Tom Baker's the Fourth Doctor, and just Will his scarf uh, being equipment. Just the the he's even holding out a, a bag of jelly babies. It's so perfect, nice. so perfect. I, <laughs> I I just I died. I was like, oh man, that's so cool. Um, but like. We also got like some of the key art is like um, Matt Smith uh, during the Pandorica, mm-hmm. uh, which is cool. And then that whole that that scene of all of the doctors up until um, it was up through uh, Capaldi, I think. Uh, right? No, no, it's uh, no, it's up through Matt. Uh, it because it's the scene from the um, the day of the Doctor, mm. the, the the crossovers with Matt and Tennant. Yes. Yeah, where they're all watching, but in this case, they they put he painted them as such that they're all watching the battle between Gallifrey and the Daleks, yep, or whatnot. Because I think John Hurts, yeah, John Hurts in there too, yeah, yeah, because you can see him right in the front, right in the front there, the War Doctor. Um, but they also showed, um, I guess there was also like a um a artwork for the Fugitive Doctor from Jody's run, mm-hmm. uh, Joe Martin's fu- the Fugitive Doctors, and she looked really good. So that was kind of like man. The art for this is just just absolutely stellar. I'm I'm so excited, like so excited. Like I'm, I'm probably is, more excited for this than I was when they announced D and D. My excitement, my excitement is palatable. Like it's just so. I'm, I'm, and apparently this was something. So there was a, um, there was there was a, a post by Gavin that morning. Yeah, who was like, there's something in this announcement today that I'm really, really excited about. And I can't talk about it yet because it's in the announcement, but I'm so excited about it because it's so different than anything we've ever, I've ever done. And turned out to be that he was the design lead for Doctor Who. And I'm just like, oh, who else? Like, just absolutely the most perfect person to be on a design lead for this set. When was the uh, last time he was a design lead? Was it Battlebond? No, something. it was Commander Legend, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, well, actually, I think it might have been Battle Bond. I don't know. Like he's he's been famously involved in those kinds of draft yeah. draftish sets. Yeah, but and we just... haven't heard anything about drafting with this set. So yeah, so this it's it's a cool. I'm just I'm so excited. I'm so excited. So, so I I was want like last week my wife was on vacation. Uh, I I was not. She's got more weeks of vacation. So I'm on my lunch break watching, and they announced Doctor, and I just let out this big excitement. Yeah. yeah. And then later on, I tell her, and I'm like, "There's gonna be a Doctor Who Magic Gathering," and she was like, "No." And, uh, <laughs> like, but it, it's Doctor Who coming to Magic. But haven't they done a Doctor Who card game? Like, yeah, several, and they all sucked. That's why they're. That's why Wizards of the Coast is doing this to make it actually good. Yeah, and she's like, "You have fun with it." I'm like, "You're going to want to play." Mark, mark my words. You're it, going to want to play. It looks. Yeah, I'm just. I'm. I'm so excited. It's. Unless if it's Commander decks, it could be the perfect thing to where it's like I only want to play with Doctor Who Magic cards. Mm-hmm. Boom. And you don't don't have to adjust it. Definitely. Don't have to do anything. Roll out the Tom Baker playmat because you know there's one, right? Oh my right? god! Right, exactly. You just had to say that, didn't you? I, I did. Oh my oh, god, dude! Like, dude, what if imagine, we get playmats for like every doctor? You have the Tom Baker deck, right, with companion like canine is in and stuff, and then the other deck is Dalek, right? Well, yeah, or, or my favorite villain, the Cyberman. Oh yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, Cybermen or the Weeping Angels. Oh my god. Yeah, because you know we're gonna get villain cards for sure. Like oh, there's I gotta be to. yeah. Can, gotta can, get... they, can they do like an arch enemy and like Davros is the arch enemy? Oh god. Oh I do want um I do obviously I think we obviously know are aware that there's probably gonna be cards for every doctor. Oh, yeah, uh I'm curious as to how deep that goes. Because obviously, like they would have had to have started working on this quite some time ago. Yeah, at least two years. So, so that probably does not include anything, any content from Shudi Gatwa. So, uh, I'm just curious. I don't think he would end up being involved in any of these uh, things. But man, maybe in the future they're like, hey, we released a update, you know, to you know uh, some more cards for this. And uh, here, here's some 14th Doctor, you know, content too, you know, just so that nobody's left out. Because it seems like they really are like looking at that from a standpoint of we want to make sure that nobody is left out because I, we know that everybody has a favorite Doctor. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so we want to make sure that everybody's favorite Doctor gets their just, you know, gets gets something. And, and that's what's great about Doctor Who franchise. It's in a way magic a model that's even D&D, well, even until... Uh, in a way, is modeled itself kind of after Doctor Who. You have, like, here's your premise of the show. You record several series uh, with these actors. Now you take that same premise, put in different actors, continue telling stories. Right. With D&D, when it was all based on the Roll20 system back in 3rd edition, here you go. Here are your mechanics. Magic, is with, especially with Universes Beyond, is turning in. Here's the template for our card game. We can apply any IP, any world into it. Right. So it's kind of the same premise. It works. I think what's great, yeah, it just yeah, it's it's um it's pretty amazing. I even forgot what I was gonna say. Like no, I'm just so that I'm I, just that amazed. Like I, I, I just I do hope we get a Jody Whitaker doctor. Oh yeah, and, I'm sure we do. Uh I can't remember the acting, but uh yeah, uh, yes? uh Missy. Oh Missy. Oh god, yeah. I hope we get a Missy. I love Missy. Right? Like uh, I love Missy. Uh, uh, yeah. so many people are upset that the gender of the actor changed when Jodie Whittaker was brought aboard. And like the previous run had a female for the master, bad and I. 
Missy, Missy was fantastic. Oh my god, and her and, and, her and Capaldi are just perfect. On oh her. yeah, oh yeah. Well, and um, I think you uh, you're probably vaguely aware of the fact that, or, or I mean, I, I think you've probably seen it, but like obviously the end of Capaldi's run also brought back the uh, the John Sims Master from uh, Tenet's run because uh, uh, he is he John Sims's Master was her previous re- regeneration, so like that's kind of cool. Uh, so yeah, I hope we get to see some incarnations of the master. Uh, obviously, I don't I think... know how the regeneration works too. Obviously, obviously, we don't need to see like all of the incarnations of the master, but I think we hope to see to see some of the more popular incarnations, like Missy, like John Sims' master. I think is pretty popular. Um, really, that's kind of, well, and I I'm not sure how I feel about Jody's version of the master, but he's definitely unhinged, and it's kind of cool. Like he is kind of interesting from that standpoint that he's pretty and pretty unhinged. Yeah, character like when he first reveals himself in the um the first half of uh Spyfall, that's pretty cool from a standpoint because you know he's like he's like oh you were looking for a spy master, but perhaps you were looking for a spy master, mm-hmm. and he kind of gets this like deranged look in his face, and she's like, oh oh I know who you are now oh, oh shit <laughs> like so. Dun-dun-dun. Yeah, it's it's just going to be the mo- one of the most exciting sets, honestly. I, I'm more excited for that than I think I am literally anything else next year is just Doctor Who. There are uh, people in the magic who are going under Oh, yeah. Like, like D&D, sure, they'll understand. All right, cool. It's Wizard of the Coast in-house. Got it. Lord of the Rings. All right. Tolkien, the movie, the books. All yeah. Right. Yeah, cool. They'll be like, Doctor Who? Like, why are they doing this? Why not Star Wars or Star Trek? Or... Can we get Star Wars? <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Can we get Star Wars? Could you imagine Mandalorian 2 Episode 8 Luke High, uh, Scott, Luke Hallway scene oh, on a card? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, anyway, yeah. I, I could see, um, I could see Doc, I could see Star Wars at some point. But, but yeah, like has been around longer than Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a worse budget. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And is still persisting to this day the importance of this franchise integrated in the magic if anybody overlooks you are a fool yeah it's um, i it's it's definitely going to be exciting and i again i i like that the idea that they're going for is that they're going for that they're going to make something that is works for pretty much every fan of the franchise and you know nobody's really left out uh, which is kind of kind of cool like you know you're gonna get all your favorite doctors and you're gonna get you know because i mean there are people that love you know um you know eccleston to death and i like Eccleston. i liked eccleston the the professor's uh favorite doctor is eccleston i i like i liked eccleston i think he deserved a little bit more time than he had i do but then he went off to uh play on heroes yes Um, then another role after that i can't remember he was also in he was also in thor too Yep, he was uh, a dark elf in uh, Thor yeah. two. He was he was Malekith. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Um. Honestly, yeah, I, honestly, I think the one I I really like the most, and unfortunately, obviously, it's one of those. Um, it's one of the ones I I liked for a long time. Is uh, but we're never gonna see him again. Is John Hurt's? Yeah. I, I like I liked the War Doctor, and of course, you know, John Hurt is you know no longer with us, so it's like, well, shit. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he was he was one of the most amazing like just he came out of nowhere and they were like okay wow this 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 um you know war doctor 
is is pretty amazing and he just he really killed it like he just absolutely killed it yeah this will there's a lot of care i i have feeling there's been a lot of care put into this. oh yeah because Ga- gavin's a huge dr q fan right what i wonder yeah. though is if are you ready for this is if the fox movie doctor who will be god paul Paul mcgann yeah paul mcgann doctor like the eighth doctor yeah briefly because he only had like one made for tv movie yep Um, and that was uh that was it and he regenerated at the end of that and there was a short that they did there was a short that they did where they showed him regenerating into john hurt and where because that's that's who he regenerated into he regenerated into the war doctor which is kind of cool like yeah i hope the john hurt gets a card like i if they're giving if they're giving the fugitive doctor a card i'm pretty sure the war doctor gets a card right uh and i think that that's like pretty cool tribute to you know um you know her him having been you know the part of this franchise even just very briefly part of this franchise but i think his impact on the franchise was definitely felt um because he was definitely a great great doctor absolutely um, for his and short period of time that we saw him he was great. right right but Plus, on top of that like when you get him in, go back and look at his film uh film oh i know right he was in everything he was also uh the voice of the great dragon in the uh television series merlin mm-hmm. so uh, just a fantastic fantastic yeah. actor yeah Absolutely. yeah but man tom baker just love tom baker <laughs> dude's so great all right here we go here we go right you ready so they send out the to the doctors that are still with us god they should you imagine tom baker revealing his card god that would be great oh i i hope that, i hope that that's a, i hope that that's a thing i need to tweet like, that to gavin be like dude you need to if you haven't figured it out right you yeah have like have Jody reveal her. Have right. David reveal his card. Right. Like, I, I will. I will say I am. I am absolutely one hundred percent looking forward to. Uh, and it's not anything. I love Jody. I actually really like Jody. I don't like yeah. the storylines that they made. They put Jody through, but I like. She's but so I like. But I like Jody herself, and I think she's interesting. Um, because she's fun. Um, but I am looking forward to shooting. I, I think he's going to be an interesting doctor, and I'm looking forward to that in general. So I'm I'm definitely looking forward to the next incarnation, and uh, going to be fun. I it, honestly, here's here's my forever hope for literally any Doctor Who season going forward is, um, can at some point like you know we just bring back like the Paternosters for a little while. Like I love the Paternosters; they're like my one of my favorite groups of characters um strax is like just the most hilarious freaking character in existence and you know uh they they come up they 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 come up with some of the best quotable lines from those characters mm-hmm. i think some of the best quotable lines from the newer series have been specifically from episodes that involve those characters um like uh you know madame vostra you know saying you know something to the effect of uh, i'm a lizard person from the beginning of time and this is my wife mm-hmm. <laughs> you know or uh you know strax you know um you know we'll find the doctor and then we will melt him in acid and she was strax and he goes and we will not melt him in acid (laughs) (laughs) it's just like oh my god or uh you can put your clothes back on now i i never took them off oh right exactly you did (laughs) Or, or may i take your coat i'm not wearing a coat oh i see that well may i take your clothes 
just strax strax is just he cracks me the up. flavor text i just thought about that the flavor text on these cards is just gonna have us cracking up oh yeah i'm sure yeah oh um, yeah tom tom baker is the uh oldest living yes yes so uh, he was yeah. also in that episode that same episode that john hurt was in yes uh because he played the museum caretaker yep at the end of the episode which is just a fantastic cameo uh, that, um, that was that was pretty awesome yeah that was that was like the coolest cameo and you're just like oh like that's cool and I just love his you know who knows who ah, knows nicely done sir right, right yeah nicely and i just done. like okay yeah like this is so cool like he's we, such we a we could probably talk about doctor who magic he, I, he, he if he has flavor text at all it's gonna be like would you care for a jelly baby you know right this is basically what it's gonna be you know it's that's his that's his line yeah it's it's cool we do have some secret layers though uh coming um well, we wait, could talk but, about yeah but before we do that there's someone that you know more than I do that didn't know what Doctor Who was. <laughs> so apparently Seth didn't know what Doctor Who was. <laughs> I texted him on Discord and I said, as, as I assume that I'm probably the resident Whovian on staff, and I'm pretty sure I am, because uh, yeah. I don't think anybody else uh, does Doctor Who. Uh, on, I think it was episode 395, which they're almost at 400 by uh he, he said that he thought that uh there were essentially a bunch of doctors playing songs by the who <laughs> and i'm like the greatest cover band ever sure but greatest um, cover band ever yeah, you, you yeah. got crap for that um, yeah oh I, oh I did yeah i was just like i was yeah. like okay i feel like i'm the resident whovian on staff uh so therefore yeah i would to i told him i said already i was, I was like i kind of want to be involved in like preview season for that uh or, or whatnot because uh i'm like the resident whovian so yeah yeah i i think you're more of a man, uh myself and my wife uh which is saying something especially for her because she's way more into it than i am I, i've got uh, we, i've got i've got friends who are way more into it than i am so that's like we, that helps we went to the doctor who museum in indiana well, that'd be cool uh it's essentially just a giant shop that has like some mm -hmm. display pieces but still is united states doctor who it, it's not bad it's just there's not a whole lot around it so um but yeah there's a bunch of stuff there to buy from comic books magazines figures props whatever um but anyway uh, before we continue because i did mention uh uh, MTG Goldfish is almost in a milestone. Uh, the folks at Good Luck High Five had their 500th episode. So congratulations. It's a lot more than what we've done. <laughs> oh, I might have to go to this place at some point. Oh, the Doctor Who Museum? Who North America? Yeah. Oh. Yep. It, it's a bit of a drive. Yeah, it doesn't seem that bad. Yeah, I, I might have to go. I might have to do that at some point because, yep. yeah, that, that would be super fun. Like, yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm looking at their Facebook page. Joe so. is lost in who stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was just trying. I was, I was, I was trying to find. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Good it, luck, it, high, good luck, high five. Yay! It, it's all good. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. Well, I do, uh, but I don't. I, I, I listen to more podcasts probably than Joe does. But no, um, that's cool. I, Maybe we'll get there one day. I will. I will. I will point out that um, Dark Test Podcast recently had their hundredth pot hundredth episode. Wow, look at that! So, we're almost there. That that one, we're closer to that one. We are. They had a real bang. They had a real banger of guests for that episode. Oh, 
so their their guest lineup was uh they had Tom Hep, uh aka uh Negator 77, who's like one of like the OG depths guys. Okay. Uh so like he's the guy who pioneered like pretty much every version of like turbo depths slash rainbow depths slash you name it. Uh this is also the same dude who had like close to 60 something trophies on Magic Online with just dark depths. <laughs> um they had uh um Rodrigo Tagoris. Uh, they had uh, Dave Long, uh, OG Lance player slash Dubs player, and they had Jerry Thompson. <laughs> so that name I know. <laughs> yeah. So like it was it was a it was a real banger. Okay. It was a it was a it was a cool it was a cool episode. Like I feel was pretty thrilled. Well, we're twenty eight uh, away from that milestone. Start playing some guests. Oh dear God. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm probably gonna have I'm probably gonna have to go to this uh this Doctor Who. Thing. That seems oh, okay. Yeah, I, I well, might, we'll have, do that. To, I might have to do, do that. Something might have to do that. Yeah, but um, secret layers, secret layers. Yeah, I think like the only biggest one that I think is worth talking about is um the fact that we're getting talismans from Dan Frazier. I think that's cool. Yeah. Like, I think that's like the coolest one. Although the there's some definitely some interesting art choices in the um Victor Adam Minguez one. It's kind of got like some like futuristic like Akira looking like crap in it. Which kind of looks fun. Uh, it's got some Mad Max looking, looking stuff because there's Lord of the Undead. It looks like a Mad Max kind of kind of thing. Yeah, that one was kind of like. Yeah, uh, I was getting more uh, Cycle Sluts from Hell vibes. Yeah, uh, but which, it it feels very Mad Maxy. Yeah, yeah, no, I get yeah, that. yeah. I mean, for the five of you out there who probably remember their video being watched by Beavis and Butthead uh, during the original run on it. You'll get that rest. But, um, the the um, Nils Ham one is kind of cool because uh, it's like I guess it's there's um, one of the characters is one of the oof one of the Baron characters or whatever is like present in like every piece of art in the in the set. So yeah. that's kind of cool. Uh, that has Tireless Tracker in it. That's a pretty. It's a pretty cool. Uh, tracker, one of the swords for sort the, of truth and justice. truth and justice contagion engine yeah uh yeah uh the the in memoriam of jaya ballard <laughs> set it's just a bunch of jaya ballard theme cards like, I, I do like how they took the planeswalker jaya ballard from previous dominaire and made a uh essentially an easter egg through the art back to her uh time spiral yes that was yeah cool. the younger version of of jaya yep yeah so that's that's a pretty cool looking set. Um, the Dominaria one is like the Elder Dragons. Yeah, it's yeah, like the Elder uh, Dragon, the original Elder Dragons. The shattered glass. Uh, yeah, the stained glass. Stained yeah, glass, uh, yeah. Elder Dragons. Yeah, Bolas and Chromium and Arcades Sabbath and yeah, Ye Yeehaw. Uh, Imaginary Friends looks kind of fun because it's like Matter Reshaper and the Gitrog Monster and Pure and Toothy. Yeah, very uh, whimsical. Yeah, whimsical uh, children's book type of stuff. Yeah, like yeah, and of course the talismans. Yeah, yeah. Dan Frazier, those... yeah. Dan Frazier, killing he's, it. He's. I've told this story before, I'm sure on this. But when I talked to him uh, last time I saw him was years ago, pre-COVID. He's like, yeah, they just want us to draw these symbols and look like we were drawing buttons, and <laughs> like all his art is Mox Diamond. The talisman, right? Uh, the original Moxon, uh, you know, he's like, they're they're all freaking buttons, right? And just making the killing, doing a damn good job. Uh, there's 
Oh no, these are the uh, astrologists that are out during the year. Okay. Yeah, uh, not not yeah. much else. Yeah. Yeah, I don't buy secret layers. Still, have never bought one. But like, if you're into it, cool. I will uh, probably buy the. I will probably buy the Doctor Who. Uh, but I will yeah. probably buy. I will probably buy all the Doctor Who Commander decks. But I will also buy the the secret layer too. I'm sure. Oh my god! Like, I will have so much Doctor Who stuff. Like, mm. I thought I was going to get into D and D magic stuff, but then when I saw the cards, I'm like, eh. I, yeah, I can't. Yeah. yeah. Who, like, I I've not mentioned it on the show. We purposely bought and played. The original Doctor Who it is probably the worst trading card game ever. And yeah. Oh, that's yeah. That's what makes it so great. Yeah. Um, real, I don't have the cards bad. anymore, sadly. But, like, you know, just thinking back, I'm like, man, I kind of wish I still had those cards. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that was before we had Eccleston. Right. You know, everything ended at the eighth Doctor back then. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I can't wait. I, I, I have a feeling that. There's gonna be a lot of stuff left in the cutting room floor. Oh, I'm sure. And we'll get what we get, but uh, yeah, just, yeah, inject it in my veins right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if that will be an October release. Like none of these sets outside of the Warhammer, which comes out October this year. Uh, I think Lord of the Rings is a summer release. Probably. Um, I I wouldn't see them waiting till past October release set. I think it's a summer release. Uh, I probably would see the Doctor Who coming out in October. Yeah. Uh, of next year um dominary remaster i think um amazon has it for gene so yeah there and there's room for them to put in more oh yeah if they do it'll probably just small stuff like sears or whatever i don't think right. they'll get a reprint set next year i think that'll come in 20. right yeah i'm i'm looking forward to it it's yeah yeah i'm looking forward to it it's gonna be an exciting year yeah yeah so all right. Well, I think we should wrap up. Uh, uh, yeah, this is a uh, one of our longer ones uh, compared to uh, recent shows we recorded. Is it? I don't even know how long it's been going on. Uh, we were two and a quarter. Oh Jesus! Yeah. Of course, there's some stuff to cut too. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's some there's some cuts here or there. So it's yeah. So cutting cutting things is fine. Just right. just yeah. If if you hear if you hear us go well, we were, my dog did this. Then yeah, that was a cut. just fyi so but that's fine not a big deal so all right well so scott why don't you tell us where people can find you on the internet so they can yell at you Um, yeah absolutely if if you want to uh tell me i'm wrong or actually give me your thoughts on something and have a constructive conversation you can reach me at mtg pack on twitter uh not really on facebook too much under that uh twitter is the best way to go uh, you can also reach Joe on Twitter, and he has other things that he does besides responding. Joe, um, uh, where where can people find you? I do. I have. Well, I mean, I have a job now, but um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no. I yeah. You can find me on Twitter at Laura XP. You can find the cast at the Astrolab Cast and uh, the Astrolab Podcast at Gmail dot com. Um, yeah, I um, I've got obviously I've got the articles. Um, at mtg goldfish uh still trying to keep that to every tuesday and every thursday um with the start of a new job and stuff like that um that's actually been okay uh so uh, we've been kind of doing okay with that um so far um trying to think if there's anything else really pressing i haven't had a video in a while and it's just because i've had a lot going on it's going to take me a while to get into a rhythm to where i can feel comfortable uh uh recording something uh starting to do recordings on a regular basis again um but especially since i kind of i haven't had time to play magic online for a little while 
So mm-hmm. I, I haven't really had a lot of time to play lately. And honestly, I'm kind of in the mood right now where I'm probably not going to play the deck that I'm playing for the Buffalo Chicken Dip on Moto that much. Uh, and it's simply because um, I've been trying to more goldfish it in paper because there's a lot more bookkeeping aspects for the deck that okay. I'm playing in paper than there is on Magic Online. And it's just because of things that Magic Online handles for you that I would like to be able to learn my, make sure I'm not going to screw up in paper. Right. Because there's a lot of, there's a lot. Uh, so. That is definitely. Yeah. So, but anyways, uh, that brings us to the end of episode 72. So uh, thank you guys for watching. Uh, we didn't have any internet problems this week because I fixed my internet issues. So. Uh, Good yes. job. Yep. So it didn't really have any problems at all. And that's pretty great. So, uh, but anyways, uh, again, thanks. Have a great night. We'll see you guys next time. Who is eBay going to purchase next? Find out next time.